Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And today, I want to talk about Caught Up. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles as always and take some notes. I have some really good things that I want to share with you today. Yes, I want to talk about Caught Up. Listen, before I give this scripture, there's a young man by the name of Usher Raymond. He's a singer, an R&B singer, and he had this song that he either wrote, I know he sung it, back in 2004. And I think it's so apropos to my lesson today. And I just want to give you the chorus for those of you who used to listen to secular music. Maybe you still do. Not sure. But if you do, you'll know these lyrics. But for those of you that can't remember, maybe this will jog your memory. He says these words. He said, I'm so caught up. Got me feeling it. Caught up. I don't know what it is, but it seems she got me twisted. I'm so caught up. Got me feeling it caught up. I'm losing control. This girl's got a hold on me. Now, if you've ever heard this before, or if this is your first time hearing it, if you just gonna be shown up honest, listen, we have all been caught up. For this particular fella, he's talking about a young lady that he's messing with that he probably should not be. And the reality is, is that there are things in our life, even though you are saved, that you can most definitely be caught up in. I have been caught up. You have been caught up, whether you want to believe it. And the reality is, is that God knows these things. And so when we don't admit it, we just can't get free. Notice what the scripture says. I want you to go to Romans chapter seven, because I want to use the word of God today to really help us to see some things that are right here in the scripture that sometimes we don't pay attention to. But in Romans chapter number seven, let's look at verses 19 and 20. It says, for the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Verse 20. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Paul is really clear here, man, in this passage, if you can read it and understand it, that when I want to do good, I don't do it. And the reality is, is that in our hearts and in our minds, that there are just some things that we are caught up in. And the first thing we really need to realize that when we are caught up in a certain situation, whether it be with women or men or money or alcohol or whatever the case may be, let's stop denying it before God. I don't know why we deny certain things. Maybe we feel like we just can't tell the truth. I'm not really sure about this. But one of the things I want to tell you, and this part will at least be worth you tuning in, that all Christians, I want to underscore this, all Christians who have given their life to the Lord, this is a normal part of your Christian journey. And here's why. Because we are not all spiritual. 
I know people like to say that they are, but that's just not true. We are not all spiritual. If we were all spiritual, then we deny the fact that we have a soul. We can think, we have a will, we have emotions, we get mad, we get happy. Come on now. And we know we have the five senses, what we can taste, feel, touch, and see. The list goes on and on. So you are not all spiritual. You have a physical body. And at the point of salvation, the only thing that got changed was your spirit, man. You got born again, born from above. But listen, man, you still got the same mind. You still got the same thoughts. You still got the same emotions regarding sin, regarding doing wrong. Now, here's the caveat, or should I say, here's the thing you need to understand. That does not mean that you are not saved because you mess up. I just said to you that the only part of you that was changed was your spirit, man. But you still have a soul that needs to be saved and needs to be converted. And this is why people can give their life to God today and still smoke, still lie, still cuss, still steal. They can still do the same thing they did before they got saved. Because here's the reality. God knows that this is a process as it relates to the soul. The soul has to be converted by the word of God. It has to be washed. It's got to be renewed. It's got to be cleansed. See, the more you begin to renew your mind with the word of God and stop denying certain things and saying, hey, you know, I gave my life to the Lord. I'm just going to follow the Lord and get rich or follow the Lord and be successful. No, it's not going to work that way. And you are the ones that are really struggling because maybe you got bad information. It is true that what you don't know is destroying you. It's killing you. It's got you riddled with guilt. And this is why it's so important that you hear and listen to the right people. I am not saying to you that it is okay to sin. I am not saying to you that it's okay to be caught up. I'm saying that when you are, you are not strange. You are not different. And this is why people, I do believe, don't want to give their life to the Lord because they keep looking at Christian people and saying, I know you struggling. And see, I don't know if we think it's going to give God a bad name. God's name is never going to be bad. I don't care what you do. God's name is never going to be bad. It's never going to be marred. The reality is, is that we need to tell people that you are not all 100% spiritual. No. That's not true. You still have a soul you got to deal with. You still have your senses to deal with. You still have your flesh to deal with. And if you don't deal with your flesh, your flesh is going to deal with you. And it's just that simple. And we're not giving anybody an excuse. I tell young people this. I tell old people this. I tell myself this. God is never surprised when we mess up. We're surprised, maybe, possibly, I'm not sure, or we feel bad about it. We feel guilty about it. But see, God is the only one I know that can love you through your mess. He can love you through your challenges because God knows this is a process. So why do people think when they give their life to the Lord, they just going to put the crack pipe down immediately? It's just not going to happen. Now, I'm not suggesting to you that people can't get free. I'm not saying that once you give your life to the Lord and even get baptized, the desire won't go away. I'm not saying that that won't happen. It might. 
But for the large part, that's not going to be the case. You're going to have to renew your mind concerning drugs, alcohol, fornication, lying, cussing, stealing. The list goes on and on. And Paul cleared his throat and he said it here. He said, for the good that I would, I do not. I don't do the good I would want to do. I'm still caught up in some things. And the only reason why we are caught up is because our minds are not renewed. Do We don't put the work in that we should. This thing is just not going to magically disappear. And for people who are not aggressive about certain things that they know that they're dealing with, after a while, you just give in and you'll say, there is no help for me. There is no help for my struggle. There is no help for me being caught up. I'm telling you that there is some help for you and it is in the word of God. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Once you begin to feast and feed on the word of God, it's something about the agent and the power of his word. It changes your mind. It changes your heart. The reality is your mind is just not changed yet concerning what you're doing. This is why it's so easy to give in to these kind of temptations. But here's what I want to tell you. No temptation that you deal with is not such as common to man. That's what the scripture says. So whatever you're dealing with, somebody else is too, whether they are saved or unsaved. And I'm talking to those of you that are part of the Christian community and you feel bad about what you're doing. Do you know you can feel bad about something and still continue to do it? Just feeling bad about something don't mean you're going to stop doing it. I felt bad about a lot of things, but that didn't stop me from doing it. It was once I got in the word of God consistently repetitively begin to immerse my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, my imagination, and what God said he had for me. And this is the reason why I couldn't get to it. Because watch this, you need your mind to think. You need your mind to make decisions. You need your mind to be able to tell you and empower you and say to you, no, this is not good for me. But this is good for me. See, unless you do that, you're going to always be struggling with this thing called being caught up. So here's one of the things that I want to do for you today. I want to at least liberate you and tell you that if you are dealing with any area of your life where you feel like you are being caught up, this is part and parcel of the Christian life. It just is. And maybe just you hearing this has helped you in some way. At least saying, you know what? I'm not by myself and I'm not a finished product. God knows you're not a finished product. Can I say this to you? Whatever you are in your life, it didn't take you overnight to get there. You have gotten there through days, months, years, 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 years of you getting there. You think you just going to get free overnight? No, I am not saying again that the power of God cannot clean you up and do a work in your life. But the reality is God sends you through a process to help you to understand that you didn't get there just by one failed swoop of something you did. No, things that happen in our life is through repetition. And we tell ourselves it's okay. And I'm saying to you, that it's not okay to stay in a situation, but you got to realize the only power that can get you out is the power of God's word. Now, people might would take me to task on this, you know, and they'll say, well, you know, God's power can deliver. I know that God's power can set free. I know that. 
but it may not be overnight. And if it's not overnight, is God still not powerful? Really? You mean tell me God's word is still not powerful just because you don't get free overnight? It takes some time for this. You have to renew your mind, not just once. If it was just once, then you're right. I could probably get free in one fell swoop. But that's not how it works. Anything you're dealing with, you have to seed into your heart, into your soul, into your mind, into your will, into your emotions. You got to meditate. The scripture says day and night, just not one time. Come on, y'all. And so we get caught up. It's because maybe we think that this thing is not supposed to be, or maybe we feel like we should be beyond this. That would be the case if in fact you were doing this every day. Now, as you begin to read God's word every day and meditate on it and get it in your heart and get it in your spirit, I could probably say to you that in six weeks to three months to six months, you should definitely see some changes. But if you're not doing anything about your situation, trust me, you're going to be right where you are. But I want to encourage you today that you are still saved, even though you are doing some things that are not right. Now, again, I am not promoting the fact that you are doing something that is wrong. But I'm saying to you, salvation was not a work of man. Salvation was not something that you worked on, something that you put together, something that you conjured up, something that you had the intelligence to say, I'm going to save myself. None of us had the power to do it. This is a work of God's grace. This blesses me, man, because it helps me to realize and understand that people will judge. People will say this and that, but they've got no hell to put me in. They've got no place where they can bury me. So I want you to be able to lift yourself up from the ashes and tell yourself this is normal. Yeah, I'm twisted right now. I'm caught up in this. I'm caught up in that. And God's still in the midst of you being caught up. He's still going to love you. He's still going to provide for you. See, these are things that people really don't understand because, see, we know, we understand that if you do one of us wrong or you do somebody else wrong, generally we out the door because we don't have the same kind of love that God has for us. We just don't. Our love is very selfish. It's good when you treat me right, but when you're not treating me right, I am out the door. But I'm so glad that God doesn't love me with a natural kind of love. This thing is supernatural, man. How God can still love us despite the fact that we still mess up and we can say, I'll never do it again. And we do it again. And God says, I still love you. But here's what I want you to understand. And what I want you to know is that this thing is not going to magically happen in your life unless you take the bull by the horns and realize that there is something that I have to do that God is not going to do for me. God is not going to do my reading for me. He's not going to do my study for me. He's not going to do my preparation for me. He's not going to meditate for me. These are things that I have to do. So I'm caught up by my own volition. If I'm going to get out of it, I've got to take what God has already given, apply it in my life, and you will begin to see some changes. So how do we deal with this very human part of our life? How do we deal with it? Do we just say, man, this is just what it's going to be. Come see, come side, whatever will be, will be. No, we have to first acknowledge that the struggle is real. Christians do go through this. I'm not going to be riddled by self-condemnation and guilt because that's just going to cause me to be even more frustrated. It is my guilt. It is my own self-condemnation 
that causes God to hide himself from me. It's not that he's not there, but it's guilt. It's my own guilt. It's my own self-condemnation. It's my own judging of self to think that God just don't want anything to do with me because of what I've done. May I say this to you? You are not what you're doing. It's just what you're doing, but it's not what you are doing. Who you truly are, your real legacy of what God has placed within is simply that. So again, I am becoming what I already am. To God, I'm already that. I'm just going through the process to become. So I'm saying to you, give yourself a break. Give yourself time to get in the word of God and allow the word of God to clean you, allow the power of God to wash you, allow the power of God to deliver you because the indwelling of the Holy Spirit gives us the power, saints, to say no to the very thing that is not good for us. You just can't say no in and of yourself. (laughs) That's not going to last. Trust me, you're going to be back up in the saddle again. But if you're really going to see and feel and understand what God is really trying to say to you today, he wants you to know, even in the book of James, it says that we are in a mess or in sin, I'm paraphrasing, because we were led and drawn away by our own lust. That's it, man. We were caught up by our own lust. But to get you out of it, you got to get caught up in his word. You got to get caught up in what his promises are. You got to get caught up and renewed in your mind. But you don't have to lie. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to do the things that you're doing. You don't have to be in this place that you're in. We make choices every day. Every day of your life is full of choices. If this is early morning when you listen to me, you're going to have some choices and some decisions to make. If this is nighttime, you're listening to me, you've already made a bunch of choices in your day. But you can flip that and make some choices and say, from now on, I'm going to make the word of God a priority in my life. This is practical. This is very practical. We make the things of God, and we know the things of God are spiritual, but there's a practical application that helps that which is spiritual causes you to become something great and powerful for God. Your Bible on the coffee table, not doing you no good. I'm going to say that again. Your Bible on the coffee table, not doing you no good. You're going to have to open it up and you're going to have to read it. You're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to understand what it is that you're reading. Now, here's the wonderful thing about it, because the word of God is a seed. Once you plant that word in your heart, you don't have to worry about how it's going to change you, how it's going to deliver you. That's the power and the magic of God's word. God is not asking you to make the word happen. His word has enough power to do that on its own. It's just no different if you take apple seeds or corn seeds and plant it in the ground. You don't have to keep checking up on that seed as long as it's buried in the earth and you water it. At its own proper time, it's going to come up. And it's going to yield exactly what it is. So once you plant that word inside of you, whatever you caught up in, at some point, that harvest is going to cause whatever you to be caught up and entangled in for you to be delivered and set free by the power of God. So for this to happen, we must consistently and persistently apply the word of God, even as Jesus did in every situation that he faced. He was facing situations in the Bible. But what did he do? He did what God told him to do. See, that's his word. See, God's word is just not always what we read in scripture. His word is what he's saying to us. 
It's a word he's given to us. So we got to open up our mind and free our heart. Yes, we know what is already from Genesis to Revelation. That is good. We know that that works. But can I say this to you? When you pray and God gives you a word, it's no different. It still has the same power. If you believe it, if you receive it, it will work for you. Some of the greatest things that God has given me is when I'm on a walk or when I'm in my room meditating, or when I'm driving in my car and God will give me a word. It's not just the scripture he's given me. He is the word of God. And when he gives us a word, it will really help us. So this is very practical. We need something practical. And God, believe it or not, as much as he is spiritual, as much as he is supernatural, he is very practical. You know why? Because God knows what you're dealing with. This is why you don't have to tell him all the ends and I just stop wasting your breath. He already knows. And he knows that what he has placed inside of you, if you continue to stay connected to that thing, he will cause the power of God in that word to deliver you and set you free. Now, there are clear-cut commands we know in the Bible that helps us, but sometimes there are things, temptations that we face the word of God may not be clear on. But can I say this to you? When that happens, you got to use some biblical principles. For example, your neighbor did you wrong and you feel compelled to tell it to everybody. And you got a case because they did you wrong and they messed over you. But watch this. We have to check our motivation. There's no place in the Bible where somebody may have used your lawnmower and they broke it and they did something wrong or they lied on you or whatever the case may be and you're looking for a scripture there. No, you're not going to find a specific scripture about those things, but there are biblical principles in the word of God about what we should be doing when we are wronged by somebody. One of the things we got to do is consider ourselves. Do you consider yourself? Many times we don't. We're so frustrated. We want to get some get back. We want to tell somebody else that this person is no good because of what they did. But watch this. When we truly, and I want to say this, when we truly realize that we are a wretch undone, when we realize that we are still going through the process, we need to give grace. This is the problem. We don't give people grace when they mess up, when in fact, we mess up. Now, maybe you're not messing up every other day like you used to, but there was a time when you did. So when somebody messes over you, you know, we like to say, or we like to ask the question, what would Jesus do? But can I be honest with you? We're not interested in what Jesus would do at that moment. We want to have somebody told. We want to get some get back. But what I want to say to you again, when you realize what you are, and what God has done in your life, you need to give what you want in return. And so there are times when I have to settle my own self down and say, man, you need to give grace because when the seasons change and if you mess up and more importantly, you will, I will. I want people to give to me what I have given to them. I want to give people space and grace to get themselves right with God, just like God gave me space, just like God gave me grace to give my, see, when you caught up, you need grace and you got to give it if you want to receive it. And see, these are biblical principles. What did Jesus say? I told y'all to forgive seven times, what, 70? And so we like, well, Lord, what? I mean, what does this mean? God says, I want you to forgive all the time. This is just not a number thing here. He was just throwing that out. But the reality is, is when we talk about 
forgiveness, this has to be consistent. I didn't say it was easy, but see, again, when we talk about easy, this is coming from the flesh. The flesh don't want to forgive. He don't want to do right. He don't want to say he messed up. He don't want to give grace. He don't want to give mercy, but he wants it when he messes up, but he don't want to give it to others when they do. See, that's the hypocrisy about why many times people stay marred in situations that they don't need to be in. So I get it. But when somebody does you wrong and you can't find a Bible verse about what you should apply, then are you saying God just wants you to handle it? No, there are too many biblical principles in the Bible that will help you deal with people who don't like you. And may I say this to you? Here's another thing that we don't consider. This ain't even about you. Them being mad with you, upset with you, doing you wrong, really don't have anything to do with you. That's probably one of the best things I think the Holy Spirit has ministered to me in my life is that everything don't revolve around you. People have spouses, they have children, they got their own issues. So when folk come to work and they do you wrong or they cuss you out or they be mean to you or they break your things and they don't give it back, that a lot of that don't have nothing to do with you. They got stuff going on in their own life. Here's what I want you to do, especially for those of you that are spiritual. You got to restore people, man, in the spirit of meekness, in the spirit of love, considering yourself. You got to consider you. We don't consider ourselves or other people. We don't consider where we were five years ago. We don't consider where we were 20 years ago, but you was there whether you be honest or not. I was there. This is why, man, I'm telling you, the older I get, I realize that I thank God for the times when I was ignorant and just didn't know how to treat people or just didn't know really what I needed to do. But I'm telling you, man, when you get some time on you, you get some age on you, you get some maturity on you, you start seeing things differently than what you did before. And you understand everything is not about me. So we've got to admit when we are caught up, we got to give ourselves some grace like God is giving us. We got to give other people grace and space when they mess up over us. We got to realize I got to do my own reading, my own praying, my own studying. I got to stay with this. I got to admit when I didn't do my part, I got to admit that I made a choice and a decision, but that doesn't mean God has withdrawn his love, his power, his mercy, his grace. He is yet there. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So we got to run to God. He's more in love with you when you mess up. I'm going to say that again. He's more closer to you when you mess up. But because of guilt and condemnation, then we feel like God has turned his face away from us. And that is simply not the case. I get it. I understand it. So your honest answers, your honest feedback concerning your own self will help you to get free and delivered. And so you got to tell your own self, this is where I am, but I'm not going to be in this place. The biblical principles are there. I got to search them out. I got to dig them out. Somebody once said, if it's in a book and my life depends on it, I'm going to be dead because I don't want to read. I don't want that to be your testimony. If your life depends on it and it's in the word of God, I want you to dig it out, search it out. That's how you get it. You got to get this thing out of the mud. 
and we're too lazy many times. And it's just so easy to just wallow in what we're doing. And I don't want that for you. I want you to be empowered and know that you can make some changes in your life. The scripture talks about that love covers a multitude of sins. I like that. God covers you, man. So when somebody do you wrong, I'm not saying condone it, cover it. You know why? Because I don't know what God is doing in their heart. I don't know what God is dealing with. We don't know everything we think we know just because somebody is mistreating us. I don't know what their prayers are. I don't know how they felt after they messed up. I don't know what they're doing, but it's the same thing with you. You don't want nobody judging you, so don't judge anybody else. We need to be showing forth the love of God more than what we should. I'm not saying make excuses. Own it. I did it. I messed up. I was caught up in a situation. I made some wrong decisions, but you know what? I'm going to apply that same grace to myself. I'm going to apply that same grace to other people. Some of you are more forgiving of others than yourself. I'm asking you to forgive yourself. I'm asking you to let it go. Why are you so quick to forgive others? Some people are, but then they hold themselves and say, I'm not going to forgive me for what I've done. You truly don't understand forgiveness. The first person you need to forgive is you. That's how you get out of a situation when you're caught up. Forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know. Forgive yourself for not doing something you probably should have done differently. The reality is when we know differently, we do differently. So we got to realize and we got to see this for what it is. Notice what Romans 8.28 says. It says, all things work together for the good of them that love God. I paraphrase that. Now, this only works for those that love God. Every situation ain't going to work out if there's no love for God. But I believe that you love God. So it's going to work out for you. So you know what that means? Let it go. Let it go. Let God's word do the work in your life. And when you do, things are going to be so great for you because you're going to really be able to get in touch with some things concerning the why. See, that'll come later. But just do what God told you to do. Here's my final thing. Maybe some of you, you're dealing with anger. You've lost your temper. I've been there, man. I've been angry. I've lost my temper. I said things I shouldn't have said. I've done things I shouldn't have done. Things that are just embarrassing in my life, maybe in your life. And when we're in those situations, what should we do? Especially when we mess up in front of family or friends who we're trying to witness to. That happens as believers. You went off at work, <laughs> you cut somebody out and all of these things. And then they say, I thought you was a Christian. I thought you was a believer and you messed up. Here's one of the things that you need to do. This will provide shock value for somebody who you may have wronged or did wrong to, or you were caught up in a moment of anger and intensity. One of the things you need to do is you just need to go to them, humble yourself and go to them and say, you know what? I'm still a Christian, but you know what? I messed up. I'm asking you to forgive me for what I did. And maybe it's a situation where it wasn't even your fault you went off. But you know what? Go to them anyway. Because you know what? You going to them might convict them and help them to see that you're the real deal as it relates to being a Christian. It's too many people that are too hot-headed and they blame everybody else for why they went off. But I'm going to tell you something, man. There are times 
in your life where you just need to take the high road more often than not and go to that person and say, you know what? Yes, you said some evil, some mean things to me, but I want you to know, forgive me for my part in it. That'll help an unbeliever to see, you know what? If I ever would become a Christian, it's because of you, because you own what you do. You say it, you know, you don't run from it. So these are the things that we have got to do in our own life when we are caught up. There are times we're feeling it. There are times we're feeling ourselves. At times we feel like there's no hope for me. But I'm telling you, when you are caught up, God loves you. So keep loving yourself. Keep believing in yourself when you're caught up. God knows that he's going to get you free, provided you stay in his word. He knows that. So don't get yourself all messed up. Don't get yourself all in condemnation. Scripture does say there's therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation for you. There's only deliverance and freedom for you. And that's what I want above all things. That's what God wants for you. So give yourself a break. Own it. Don't run from it. But when somebody messes over you, give them the same grace you want. Because I'm telling you, you'll be surprised that if you learn to do this when you mess up, man, God will just love on you and he'll send people to love on you and he'll send folk to minister to you and help you get through these tough times. It is tough for everybody. But what I want you to know, especially if you are a believer, this is a part of growing pains. This is a part of you becoming all that God desires for you to be. But that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that this episode blessed you. If it did, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Send me a message and let me know that there was something in this lesson today about Caught Up that really helped you to see and consider some things in your life that you may not have seen before. Do it today. Also, you can go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. As promised, we are still working. There'll be some new things that you'll see, a better way for me to interact with you and you with me but go there today. You can check out some new things, some special things and about our advocacy that we are trying to put in play. And finally, if these shows are blessing you and you want to be a financial partner with me to help these shows to continue to come to you. Yes, you can listen to them free of charge, but it does cost me something to bring these shows to you. So if you are being blessed, go back to that website at thomasadeloach.com. You will see a donation tab. Click that link and you will be able to give to your heart's content. No dollar amount is too big or too small and everything you do really truly helps me to bring a quality show, even add some things, bringing on some guests so that we can be all about empowering you and helping you in your walk with God is my prayer. Listen, I'm always praying for those of you that are listening and believing God's best for you. God loves you with an everlasting love. Know that. Keep walking by faith and remember to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, 
being powered.